This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, Thursday, 27 April, Year of Our Lord, 2023. Already a historic day in that a dean of a major business school agreed with Peter Navarro <laughs> on something. But I want to get into this. I've got, and we're going to take a poll. I've got, uh, I've got Cortez going to join us. I've got Navarro in studio. Yours truly. i got Brad. We're going to take a poll after Brad answers this a volley from Morning Joe. Who triggers us more, Joe or Mika? So we're going to take that poll here in a second. But right there... Um, I think it's John Ward uh, that was saying this. And now, you know, the new obsession with Morning Mika is Christian nationalism. Dave Bratt, walk us through, because the audience, I can tell you, the audience is already, their heads are exploding by what they just heard, sir. Yeah, well, uh, Joe, you know, Joe talks about the greatest story on earth, uh, but I never hear him tell what that great story is. And so I'll summarize it for him. Uh, Jesus came preaching the gospel, comma, the forgiveness of sins, right? There's your there's your great story. You never heard about that from Joe. And then the other guy comes out. He's got some stuff, right? Uh, sometimes religious folks are in a bubble. But personally, I went to Princeton Seminary where Madison went. And if you're familiar with uh, Reinhold Niebuhr and human depravity and sin, and you go to think through, right? Love God with your mind, as he said. Uh, perhaps you might not stick all power on earth in the United States federal government as we're currently doing and ruining this country in the process. Madison separated power vertically, horizontally, uh, federal, state, local, executive, judicial, congressional. You separate power, right? We've absolutely collapsed that logic, uh, turned it on its head. And so these guys are all about platitudes, religious platitudes and all this kind of thing. Uh, but if they want to get into it, you know, I'd, I'd love to debate any of them any time. And but, uh, on the moral but front for your show, but, yeah. But hang on, before, before we get to the moral front, just at the end, and this is where these guys go. He said, what Christ said, love God with your whole yeah, mind. No, right. it's your whole mind, right. your whole heart, yep. your whole soul, right. your whole person, all three centers of what they call yep. everything, all in, not just your yep. mind. These guys all think it's some intellectual exercise. This is not an intellectual, this is not some yep. debating society, right? We're not trying to get you right. to be, we don't care, you know, it, it sounds like the, the transhumanists, this is a, this is Elon Musk. They're going to upload their, their, their minds into some digital format. And so all their minds will be talking to each other for eternity, yep. right? That, that's not what the, that's yeah. not yeah, being, no, well, they, that's not they, the image and likeness of God. I just say that yeah. as a stupid Mick, you know, traditional uh, Catholic, uh, not, having not gone to Princeton uh, Seminary, brother, uh, so brother you, Brett. Yeah, you don't got to go there. You just read the good book. But the 60s liberal project, right, is, is fairly simple. They, they turned Jesus, the son of God, who's in the Godhead with the Father and the Holy Spirit, into a liberal, weak do-gooder. An ethical teacher only, the Sermon on the Mount. No, 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 no. Jesus is in the Godhead at the creation, at the flood, uh, where where God destroyed all humanity. 
uh, there's some serious heavy duty lifting going on right there, right? And so they've distorted that. And uh, the, the return to God, the Father Almighty, right? It, that is what this country needs, right? I think Proverbs 1 says, uh, the beginning of wisdom is okay. the fear you, of the Lord, right? That's the key. How do you, modern I love that, yes. That's that's old school. Oh, that's Old Testament. Yeah. How do you yeah. relate that then to this discussion we've had in the first hour on the economy and, and choices? How do you take the moral high ground on the choices that have to be made and the tough decisions? The easy decisions are all years and decades behind us. How do you take the moral high ground in the spiritual part of the great battle we have to save this republic through this fight over something as you know mundane as a debt ceiling and, and government spending, yeah. sir? Yeah, well, fairly easy. If, he's, if he believes in this greatest story ever told, uh, how much dealings do you do with a uh, totalitarian surveillance state like China who tortures all its people, right? Is the church going to be the church and stand up and do good instead of evil? You had Elon Musk on yesterday, uh, your, your discussion about him. And, uh, you know, that's fascinating. So here you have a, you know, a billionaire uh, libertarian uh, that owns a $2 billion plant financed by China. Right. So what's the moral calculus there? And so, you know, I, I don't want to tee off just on him, but he's a proxy for the, the, the modern mind. Right. He says God may exist. God may not exist. Well, you're clearly not the smartest man on Earth. Right. You, 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 you surely heard of Pascal's wager. Uh, you got to make a wager because uh, either you're going up at the end of this life or you're going down. And from what I read, going down is not pleasant. And so he's very smart. He needs to make those decisions. And he's also smart enough to know, you know, God the Father. You can also watch Indiana Jones, where they try to open the Ark of the Covenant uh, to see what God the Father and the wrath of God looks like, right? So there's hard decisions to make. We're at war. Uh, God the Father also makes uh, artificial intelligence look like a game of checkers, right? Just to compare the infinite mind to our yeah. mediocrity. And, and Elon certainly must have some grasp for the beauty of the, the cosmos, et cetera. Hold on. Elon, uh, Elon's been – hang, hang on. It, Elon's spending his time shutting down poor Peter Navarro and Peter Navarro's connecting him <laughs> yeah. to the CCP. Right. And next thing you know, the free speech platform, all the conservative Inc. No fanboys rubbing, right. rubbing up on. Now, you mentioned CCP right. and Elon Musk. Hey, all of a sudden you're, yep. you're, you're, you're all of a sudden off. Hang on one second. I want to bring in um, uh, Cortez. Cortez, give me your, your Jesuit trained, although you, you played football, so I don't know actually how much Jesuit training seeped into you in your he, time he's at Georgetown. He's an Old Testament guy. It, That's the way you play football. <laughs> Boxer, the Colombian. <laughs> El Nino. <laughs> El, Nino El Nino, right? El Nino's a little boy. I'm El Robusto, okay? Something like that, not El Nino. <laughs> El Robusto, okay. <laughs> not in that Thank sweater, you. dude. <laughs> Thankfully, football at Georgetown saved me from the Jesuits there because uh, the Jesuits intended to make a leftist and an atheist. They they succeeded in neither, thankfully. Uh, but the reason I bring that up is, is to sort of join this discussion and to empathize with our Protestant and evangelical brothers and sisters who are suffering from some high-profile folks, theologians, and pastors uh, who are really doing great damage to the integrity of the gospel and, and trying to politicize it with a leftist version of politics. Unfortunately, Steve, though, uh, we Catholics can't get up on our high horse. We have exactly the same thing going on. We have celebrity priests like the Father worst. James Martin, uh, yeah. a Jesuit priest who is constantly on the airwaves, very prominent on social media. And all he does basically is make excuses 
for thousands of years of Catholic doctrine and Catholic belief. And we have, even more importantly than that, the actual Catholic hierarchy here in the United States, the bishops, which time and again sell out the faith, sell out their parishioners, sell out the American people because they want to be accepted in what they deem to be polite society. And also, I would add, Steve, because the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops has enormous financial incentives to corroborate with the Biden regime, particularly as it relates to open borders. You know, the Christianity as a whole, and, and certainly Catholicism, has always believed in nations, right? All the way back to scripture, we find the word nations repeated constantly throughout the Bible, and the church has always believed in the sovereignty of nations. And one of, one of the real uh, um, great successes of Catholicism has been how it has been able to adapt itself in the many nations. Now we have Catholic bishops, major theologians, going exactly the opposite direction and trying to pretend that globalism is somehow part and parcel with Catholicism or with Christianity, which of course is not the thing. So listen, it's, it's incumbent upon all of us as the faithful, and unfortunately a lot of times it takes folks in the pew to stand up yeah. against the people in power, the people at the pulpit, yeah. whether they're pastors or priests, and we need to do that in this current age. Here's here's why this is important, and even for people that are not particularly of a religious bent, very quickly, this national debate we're going to have about the direction of this country and about debt ceiling and what that means, increasing more debt and cutting federal spending and what the role is. Very quickly, this is going to get to a moral argument. You're going to have, they're going to come yeah. back. That's what I tell the war and posse every day. They're going to come back and say, Hey, you're kicking people out into the street. You're, 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 you're taking uh, stuff from the veterans. You're, you're stopping meals on wheels. You know, I mean, excuse And they're going to go back to the uh, Christ as a social justice warrior in certain elements of, uh, of the gospel of St. Matthew, right? This, you're going to see this over and over again, and they're going to wheel out a number of people that are prominent in the, in the institutional Protestant church. You're going to see, obviously, uh, you're going to see uh, people, a lot of the uh, traditional bishops in, in the Catholic Church, not the traditional, but the, the liberal Catholic Church. You're going to see rabbis. They're going to come at you from every different direction that you're a bad person, right? That, mm -hmm. that you're a belief of this, you're a bad person, and you're going against the central tenets of the Judeo-Christian West by actually getting your hands around federal spending and making sure that we can save the economy <clears throat> and, and save people's own uh, own individual uh, circumstance. And this is what's going to happen. Brad, get, give me your assessment, and then I want to get yeah. Cortez, and then I want to get yeah, uh, that's Peter right. Navarro. That, who, who cares what the mainstream media is saying? In, in the economic reports that came out on GDP, the consumer is 70% of our economy. That's you at home listening. Uh, over half of the folks in the United mm. States are in that Judeo-Christian tradition. So you don't have to be passive and wave your hands. You need to vote with your pocketbook, and you got to start doing it right now. When Warren Buffett uh, knows to get out of Taiwan and start decoupling from China, uh, that's a major hint, right? And then USAID and American elite. <laughs> By the way. Yeah, no, no. Not for moral reasons, yeah, Dave. Right, just, practical, just practical, yeah. Practical, right? <laughs> so he, yeah. he's decoupling yeah. just on pure economic financial calculations. Christians yes. should know better about who we're doing business with. And then on the war front, right, these bioweapons in Sudan, Ukraine, all throughout Africa, uh, RFK Jr. has documented all of that. There's one reason USAID and the American elites uh, have put those bioweapons, and it's because they don't believe those people are as worth as much as the elites are. They're expendable. They're not, those people are not made in the image of God. The left refers to humanity, uh, and this is just a disgrace in their own terms to not treat these people 
as made in the image of God, our brothers and sisters. Uh, it's a moral disgrace. And you, the American people, need to wake up and start spending your dollars and saving your dollars for a rainy day and an emergency, which is about to come, but parking the rest of it in things that share the values and virtues that you hold dear uh, from the Judeo-Christian West. Cortez, your, your comments. Sure. It's important that we make the moral case for prosperity because the reason, the primary reason that we believe in broad prosperity, okay, and subs the principles of subsidiarity, meaning power, economic and political power, is diffused throughout the country as much as possible, is not so that gazillionaires can land helicopters on yachts. I mean, yes, that will happen and that's fine, but that's not the goal. It's so, so that families can be prosperous and strong, so that they can support their churches, they can support their private schools, they can support all the institutions that form civil society, not centralized government power. And I would also add this, in all of human history, okay, you just had to be a student of history, the, the, the most fierce opponent of the church everywhere, when I say the church, I mean Protestant, Catholic, whatever, of the Christian church, has always been centralized state power. So the fact that yeah. the regime has been able to co-opt so many pastors, theologians, bishops, is really a shame, uh, but it stands against the lessons of history, which again means that we need broad <laughs> prosperity, yeah. we need power to be diffused, we need the principles of subsidiarity, and we need the church to be a check on state power rather than a partner yeah. with state power. Yeah, C Cortez, you're gonna stick with us. Dave, Brett, how did, uh, what's, your, uh, what's your social media? How do people get to you, uh, Dean? Yeah, just Brat, Brat Economics on Getter. Uh, I post uh, all the economics. I hope you share it with your young folks. Uh, and I'm always at the uh, School of Business third floor. I get a lot of War Room <laughs> folks coming by to visit. I want all the war and folks. By the way, let me get this right. You're you're a graduate of where Madison went, the Princeton Theological yes. Seminary. You're a PhD. Yep. You're a PhD in economics. You won't let me call you doctor. And you're a <laughs> tennis pro, right? You're all no, all three I'm of those. The first two are true. That's the third a, that's is a, gravely exaggerated. <laughs> you you weren't a ten, you're a tennis coach, right? Yeah, I taught. I taught. You look like I every, taught rich elites to make my way through grad school. Yeah, exactly. You look like you look like every <laughs> guy down here in Palm Beach. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Short commercial break. Dave Brad, thank you very much. Great work. Uh, we're going to get back. We got Dr. Peter Navarro, Steve Cortez, going to go through some more economics. Uh, Actually, Navarro is going to give us the moral argument for the War Room Posse as head of the Creditors Committee because they're going to come at you from every way. You're screwing up the economy. You're hurting children. But most importantly, remember this. You're a bad person. You're a bad person for doing this. All next in the world. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. Inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath, and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never looked more important to you. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. 
text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401ks that are tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, either gold or silver. And here's the best part. It's tax sheltered. Let me repeat that. It's tax sheltered. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today. Take action. Stephen K. Pedro. Okay, welcome back. By the way, we ask a lot of the Warren Posse as chairman of the Creditors Committee and other things because you're the biggest activist in, in the country. Uh, you're not going to get a lot of hours of sleep, so you have to get a quality sleep. Go to MyPillow.com slash War Room. You go to our square. You get the MyPillow 2.0, the revolutionary new technology in, in, in that, about height and coolness. Buy one, get one free. Also, the topper, you have... You can't sleep the sleep of the just, really, unless you got a topper, and they got a massive discount. So the topper 2.0 is not a normal topper. It's an upgraded topper. It's next-level topper. So go check it out. MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. Also, we're trying to immerse you totally free in all the information you need. you got to answer the question. In fact, I'm, I think Philip Patrick's going to join me again on Saturday. Why are the central banks throughout the world buying gold at historic levels, 22 and now 23 starting off? We make the argument, and now Foreign Policy Magazine's picking up, that the BRICS are really going to a gold standard, right, because they're buying gold hand over fist and getting away from the United States. Dollar Argentina, I think, last night announced they're going to start doing things in one. So it's all happening quite rapidly. You want to understand it, uh, go to birchgold.com slash Bannon and get <clears throat> the end of the dollar empire, including the third one, the debt trap. It looks like it's ripped from today's headline. You're going to get immersed and make sure you go check out all the free information you got and talk to Philip Patrick. You go on the site, you can call and get a specialist. You get all the information about precious metals. Uh, Dr. Navarro, and first off, your Substack, you and Cortez, your Substacks are on fire. Want everybody to go to Peter Navarro. What's the Substack they Peter go Navarro. to? PeterNavarro.substack.com. PeterNavarro.substack.com. Uh, Great info. Three to four on. times a week. I'm putting up, uh, I like to call it the, the, the Mike Tyson version of the war room. It's it's kind of like like the eight-minute read, whereas wow. you get like beautiful four hours yep. from the Admiral. Okay. And uh, like yesterday was a perfect example. I mean, that piece about Tesla going to China yep. and putting GM and Ford out of business. business. Nobody out there in the financial <laughs> press had that. No. They, they're scratching their head figuring out what's going on. But let me, uh, look, I found that com- this discussion... This is really deep, good stuff on the war room. When I when I listen, let's remember like the sinister Machiavellian force that's driving all of this. You've got a Democrat party, which has decided that they have to turn MAGA into extremists and Christians into terrorists. I mean, it's as simple as that. And so Mika and, and Morning Joe become effectively the useful idiots, the spin doctors, for the left, and they, they dutifully do their duty. They pick up their big checks at MSLSD, and it's just, I mean, how many times can we be fooled again by all of this? And, and mainstream, main street Christianity embraces God, family, and country, and 
when they see things like like the the, the young children being undergoing sex op change Ridiculous. operations Ridiculous. without the consent of their parents, <clears throat> their heads explode and 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 they become participants in this political process. And that's not extremism; it's moral. It's a moral fire. I wish. Mika and Morning Joe had an ounce of moral fiber in that. They're just useful idiots for the left, sir. Um, we're going to get in a lot more of this. And the reason is they're going to call you everything in the book as we go through this process. And people should know this process is going to take us all the way up to the 2024 election, the, the, deba- the uh, debt ceiling, because now it's obviously yes. going to be a rolling. It's a rolling crisis, as we've talked about. It. And now it's going to be up in your grill. Cortez. I want to talk about Vernado because yesterday in the New York Times, they had the lead story. They finally caught up with you in the war room about the dire um, uh, commercial real estate market in Manhattan. Uh, what, what, that was a tee up for today. What right. happened today, sir, that reinforced what's happening? Yes, unfortunately, more terrible news. And by the way, we're always glad to effectively work as producers for MSNBC, for Bloomberg, for The New York Times, being well ahead of them uh, and and knowing that they're going to eventually catch up to us. But all kidding aside, some really bad news again out today from Vornado. This trades under the ticker VNO. Vornado is a REIT, uh, real estate investment trust, publicly traded under that ticker. It owns primarily real estate office towers in the New York City area. But this is really fascinating because Vernado fits very neatly into sort of exactly the thesis that I have, which is that these city centers, particularly in the terribly run blue city jurisdictions, uh, that they are done and that they present a massive economic risk far beyond the boundaries of those cities. And Vornado specifically, like I said, it's very New York centered. Beyond New York, though, some of their marquee properties are the Merchandise Mart in Chicago, one of the largest buildings in the world that used to be owned by the Kennedy family. Um, And in San Francisco, the famous 555 California Street building. All of those buildings, Center City, San Francisco, The Loop in Chicago, and now New York City, all of those locations are having tremendous problems. And Vornado suspended its REIT. This was very surprising to the market. Overnight, it announced it is, excuse me, suspended its dividend. It is suspending its dividend for the rest of the year. Now, Steve, one reason this is so important is that a reason to invest in REITs traditionally has been exactly for the dividend. REITs, in a lot of ways, function like bonds. They were considered to be sort of safe, sort of boring, but paid you a pretty good yield. And so they were really considered sort of stocks for grandma. Well, they're anything but under the Biden regime and because of the inflation that has been unleashed. And so they are suspending their dividend for the rest of the year. The market took it very, very poorly. As we speak right now, VNO is down 3% on the day. It's been down as much as 13% overnight. So really, really volatile trade. And if we can pull up chart one, I'd like to show the history of Vornado since Joe Biden took office, because I think this is very telling. So that chart goes back to January of 2021. Look at what Vornado has done since Joe Biden took office. This is what, and I believe this, you know, is far beyond just this company. It's not company specific. This is reflective of what's going on in office towers across America. So you can see there at the very beginning, because Joe Biden did inherit an economy with a lot of momentum and without inflation, there was a bit of an uptick, but it sure didn't last long, topped out above $50 $50 and has basically crashed ever since. Since the day Joe Biden took office, Vernado has lost over 60% of its value. And again, the problems here are not company specific. And by the way, I have no opinion but, on the stock yeah. after it's been built like this. Maybe it's even a buy. I don't know. What I'm saying is it's a reflection of yeah. the larger macroeconomic yeah. truth. Yeah. Yeah, Steve, <laughs> let me let me let me jump in here because 
it, this, it's not just a cyclical macro phenomenon going on. Um, it's also a pandemic-related structural shift related Correct. to the rise in, in remote workers. And yeah. I found it, here's a conspiracy theory for you. I mean, I found it really interesting that the, the, what I call the Zeus of Wall Street, Jamie Dimon, came out a couple of weeks ago yep. and decreed that everybody needs to go back to the office if you wear a white collar. And I'm wondering, you know, what kind of financial interest J.T. Warren has wrapped up but hang on. in that real but estate But hang on. Market. What he did also, though, he said he's having a 22% cut, I think, in, in New York City. He wants to move stuff down to Tampa and other regional offices. Well, speaking out of both yeah, sides yeah. of his mouth, put, put do the, as I say, put, not what put, I do. Put, put, By the way, yeah. I think he made that announcement from a remote location. Yeah. Put the, can we yeah. put the, can we put the um, chart back up, the one you just talked about? Because here's what this... Uh, is emblematic of. It's not just the company Vernado. It's the city centers. You have to have robust cities, these big cities, to have a thriving, prosperous economy. Okay? Now, when you look at that, that means all the other jobs of, of the restaurants, of the little food kiosk. Yeah, multiplier the effect. Multiplier effect. Of the, of the drug stores that are down there, the, the stores that people go shopping in, in their lunch hour, the whole vibrancy of what these great cities are. That's why Chicago, LA, San Francisco, and New York City are are look yeah. like, you know, they look and like And as oh, these sure. populations thin out, as there's fewer people, crime goes up because yeah. because the criminals are allowed to roam free. So part of the problem too is the Democrats, particularly in places like Chicago in New York, where they have these Soros-backed prosecutors yes. who basically Don't let think. anybody out um, who does anything wrong. Um, and uh, the remote thing, just one last thing, I'd like to get Cortez's take on this. It's like the big debate now is whether remote workers are more or less productive than if they're forced to go to the office. And, yeah, like the Jamie Diamonds in the, this world, you know, they don't have kids that they got to take to daycare and school. They don't have to sit in two hours of traffic on the Long Island freeway. And it's it's going to be a battle. And I think what's going to happen is you're going to see corporations split into those who are going to get remote workers yeah. and those who are going to try but here's, to But here's, Cortez, here's the one thing it's going to show you, I think, is that these big cities are going to be much younger and they're going to be much poorer. And that's mm -hmm. going to have a massive implication to the United States. You're going to have, you're going to have yeah. cities of younger people because all middle class and families can't educate the kids. And the, old, the, the, the people that can afford to get out of town because it's been hollowed out and the crime's out of control. You're going to have younger, right. poorer major cities. And, then and that's going to resi more residential. Yeah. And that means the tax base is yeah, going to be lower. Done. I mean, Muriel Bowser, the mayor of D.C., is trying to press regulations yes. that force people to go back it's a crime to the infested, you know, this is a crime-infested yeah, city it, now. Yeah. Cortez, your thoughts. Yeah, so listen, it's the, you're, you're exactly correct. It's the confluence of three factors here. It's Biden's out-of-control inflation, okay, because these office towers have been financed upon an assumption of sustainable low interest rates. That is now gone, so that's the first factor, macroeconomic. The second are the lockdowns, the draconian, illegal, and unscientific lockdowns, which force people to learn to work remotely, even if it's not as efficient. They had to adapt, and they did. And then the third aspect, which we can't overlook, is this crime aspect as it pertains to remote. Remember, this crime emanates from the summer of 2020, which was carnage all over America with the out-of-control BLM riots that devastated these city centers, and they have remained dangerous places 
ever since then. All you have to do is go and walk around the city centers of New York, Chicago, LA, San Francisco to see that. There aren't very many people. The people you do see, and I worked in the loop for 25 years in Chicago, the people you do see are sketchy, are up to no good. That is simply the reality. Consequently, law-abiding, upstanding citizens yeah. don't want to go Where, there, understandably. So all of these factors put together, when you need the, 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 the macroeconomic, the remote work, and the crime, all of it, it's a confluence that's creating a massive commercial real estate crisis. Cortez, just want to hold you for a couple of minutes on the other side to talk about overall the view of the economy and then your ideas and concepts on Fauci. We got Natalie's coming, this big interview of Fauci in the New York Times, Peter Navarro's all over. Short commercial break, going to be back in the war room in just a second. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you, the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships. Because of Viroclans, advanced mineral technology goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness causing cold and flu viruses, including COVID. And Viroclans is the new science in air purification. And now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy and flaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com and use the code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home purification unit. You also receive a free air quality monitor, plus fast, free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Stephen K. Bann. Okay, um, we got a lot to get to, so we got to chop some wood here. Uh, th th let's put up the chart. Cortez, walk us through... Uh, where we are, what people think of this economy, sir. Uh, yeah, so this is chart number two to the folks in the control room. This is from Fox News, brand new pulling out about the state of the economy. And they asked the question for your family, is the economy getting better, worse, or the same? 70%, and this is certainly, uh, this affirms a lot of recent polling that we've seen. It's roughly in this area from 65 to 80%. Uh, given an extremely pessimistic view of their situation or the broad economy. But in this specific poll, 70% say the economy is getting worse for their family. That is the worst in the history of this poll. That specific polling goes back about two decades. So again, Steve, unfortunately, wow. we keep setting the worst kinds of records right now, the, the kinds of uh, records that you do not want to set were either the worst ever or the worst since 08, 09 on so many metrics. You know, yesterday, Steve, we showed on the show the shipment of boxes, of, of boxes for shipping, cardboard boxes, other boxes for shipping. And we showed how that has dropped at a more precipitous pace than even the 08, 09 recession. I posted that after War Room on my social media, uh, and that post really went nuts. I think lots of people who aren't political at all may not agree with us philosophically said, whoa, 
something is really going wrong here, right? I mean, if the trucks are telling us there's problem and if the if the paper box and, and cardboard box companies are telling us that their shipments are plunging, there are very real problems in the economy. And regular Americans know this. You don't have to be an economist to know that at the kitchen table, when you're looking at your budget, you are incredibly stressed right now. There's great anxiety in the country, not my opinion, not yours, the opinion of the American people themselves. Hey, Steve, Steve, go back and, and tie that that poll to the fact that we had above expected consumer spending this time and why that's not sustainable. Cause that, uh, that, that poll says it all, right? Yeah. So in the consumer in sentiment, GD- dying, yeah. I mean, it, correct in this GDP report. And that does seem contradictory, right? Why would the GDP report have a relatively strong consumer component? Terrible overall GDP report, by the way. I mean, a massive miss, much slower growth than was expected, much higher inflation than was expected also within this report on the PCE gauge. So this was a very much stagflationary report. But to your question, uh, Peter, within the report, why the consumer, I really believe a couple of things. First is this is the last gasp for the consumer of the, the last of the of the stimulus that was incoming of the, over the last couple of years, the exorbitant borrowed money that was funneled into the economy. But secondarily, uh, that spending so far that, that is that is remaining is only coming from the high end because the middle and lower income segments of our society we know are in an incredibly perilous tapped condition per, and have tapped out their credit card balances already. They do not have more credit to spend. So I believe that is an unsustainable and unrepeatable phenomenon without that this would have been a negative report, and, and negative reports certainly uh, beckon, unfortunately. That's just, I think, the reality. If you take a cold look at the metrics, not just my ideological point of view, because I'm such an opponent of Biden okay. and what he's doing, I think if you just yeah. look at the numbers, yeah. you come to that conclusion. No, and the, cre- and, and, and the credit contraction is going to hit with like a double whammy. Uh, real quickly, this whole issue of DeSantis, now Nikki's taking the position, President Trump, there's a, 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 a very tough article in LifeSite News about is President Trump actually running to the left of MAGA? We're going to get into all that. We don't have time today, and I want to have a more thorough and thoughtful discussion of that, uh, about Disney, all the situation, taking on the, 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 the woke corporations. I do want to, Steve, before you bounce and give your substack, your assessment, Jack, Dr. Jeffrey Tucker at Brownstone Institute has done a great job of deconstructing Tony Fauci's Tony, Tony Fauci's uh, interview with the New York Times. Natalie's going to join us here. What, what's your overall thought on this, Cortez, before you lose you? Yes. Well, and by the way, Brownstone's doing amazing work. I encourage folks to, to follow them and read them. I think that's really one of the emerging platforms and publications and, and, and you know thought platforms for our movement. Dr. Fauci, let's face it, okay, is engaging, and I'm not surprised because he's a thoroughly dishonest man, but he's engaging in some significant revisionism right now, trying to clean up his record because he knows that the more we learn about the consequences of the lockdowns, how little they did to prevent the virus and how much damage they did and are still doing to our society, we see this blatant revisionism from people like Fauci who had the gall to say that he was not part of shutting down schools. And the New York Times, rather than pushing back, rather than showing him the evidence of his own uh, his own pronouncements instead just parrots it and becomes a PR platform for Fauci. We see a very similar phenomenon from Randy Weigarten, uh, the head of the teachers union, who similarly says, wait, what? Sh- shut down schools? I didn't have any part in shutting down the schools. It's ridiculous. It's a lie. Uh, and we have to know our history lest we repeat it. We have to, to know correctly and accurately what happened, who is responsible, and they need to own those consequences. We cannot allow the corporate media to in any way sugarcoat and try to memory hole what happened and who did it to us. 
Cortez, what, how do people get to your Substack? Yeah, please follow me. I'm at Cortez Steve on the Twitter and stevecortez.substack.com. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. When you go, and what, real quickly, what's your Substack? Yeah, peternavarro.substack.com. Uh, trying to be the Mike Tyson yeah. of Substacks. Play into yeah. the uh, the long game. This is of look. The we're trying to immerse you in information. Also, make sure you go to uh, birchgold.com/slash/warroom to get the end of the dollar empire three part series, all free. We're going to have more uh, installments coming out. The latest one will put you into the mindset of what the debt trap is and what this debt ceiling fight's all about. Also, you can talk to them, Philip Patrick and the team, on about your four hundred one k IRA, all of it and particularly about why central banks are buying all this gold, okay? I'm going to get into this with you about the great article on foreign policy yesterday, their lead story finally catching up the fact the BRICS are onto something. They have the natural resources. We have the Federal Reserve note. One of the things we got to get to the bottom to, and you were a combatant with Fauci, but I want to bring Natalie Winters in, who's been kind of the lead investigative reporter on Fauci from the beginning. That's what's so powerful about Natalie. Natalie, uh, our great and beloved New York Times, the paper of record of our republic, actually did a massive interview with Fauci. <clears throat> Walk us through the, the, the bit in the ask on the truth versus reality, ma'am. Sure. Well, I think the headline is wonderful, right? It says, Dr. Fauci looks back, something clearly went wrong. And while at face value, it might seem like the piece is going to be critical of the former director of the National Institutes of Health agency NIAD. Uh, it really is quite, quite, quite different. But before we get into the actual contents of the article, it's pretty funny. They have this huge black and white, very dramatic glamour shot of Anthony Fauci on, on the cover of the magazine for the story. And I think it really speaks kind of the psychology behind that, how this article was actually supposed to be a PR puff piece for Fauci. Obviously, this comes on the heel of PBS's documentary on him and, of course, the never-ending media farewell tour that he did. But what's really interesting about this article in particular is that Anthony Fauci always loves to say, right, that he's so good at media and he's testified in front of Congress for so long and so many times. But 99% of the time when he was talking, right, it was about stuff that most Americans didn't necessarily understand, right? He was talking at a very high level about viruses and diseases and vaccines and stuff that they use big words and complex terminology. So most Americans, myself included, can't always understand at first at first grasp. But what's so interesting and where I think Anthony Fauci is really exposing himself here, which really I think then begs the question is, has anything he ever said actually been true or accurate, is that Americans know the realities, the very dark realities of the COVID-19 pandemic and how Anthony Fauci really was to blame for a lot of these horrible policies whether it was the lockdowns, the mask mandates, pushing vaccines. But what's really interesting, and I won't read all the quotes, although I will say it, it would Not be Not to mention that he, <laughs> he caused the virus to be, to be spawned in well, the lab to begin with. Let's that, not bury and, that. And that, that no, but that, that brings me to, to my point. I want to read one quote because he says, but if all gain-of-function research stops, you will have no vaccines for flu. You will have no vaccines for any other diseases because all of that manipulates a virus or a pathogen to gain a certain function to be able to make a vaccine. So even though he thinks he's making a case for gain of function research there, he's actually, I think, in other words, incriminating himself in terms of funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology and gain of function research in the broader problem that we always raise on the show, which is the same people who are engaged in pandemic prevention were doing so to create the vaccines that they made billions, if not trillions of dollars off of. 
Natalie, hang on one second. I, I want to go back to the most amazing part of your book, the first book, which is quite amazing, is the confrontation you have yeah. with Fauci. On the very first moment, first the very first moment this thing's happened, I think it's the 25th of January. We've actually started War and Pandemic. We've been talking, you know, we got Hadfield was in studio as one of our co-hosts at the time. You guys over the National Security Council, the first time you meet, did Tony Fauci, in the time you knew him in that first six months, did he ever mention to you, at the, when you're in all these meetings, et cetera, did he ever mention to you at all that he had had some sort of partnership in Wuhan and actually knew that they were doing gain-of-function? Did that ever come up? No, uh, Steve. And, and the Taking Back Trump's America book, I walk through Fauci's biggest crime, which was the lie of omission. I go into the sit-room. It's January 27th, 2020. And I'm seeing this this pandemic coming at us because people like Bannon and Miles Guo in the war room had raised alarms, and I'm watching the data. And Fauci, I have this this great debate with Fauci about whether or not to support Trump's travel ban, which would save, like, millions of lives. And Fauci was dead set against it. I'd never met Fauci in my life before, didn't know he walked on water. And I came out of there thinking he was an arrogant prick. Let me just say that on the air, who, who thought more of himself than he should have. Now, here's the point, Steve. The big lie of omission there, when he was sitting there in front of me, he knew that he had funded gain-of-function research in the Wuhan lab. He knew that that virus, in all likelihood, came from that Wuhan lab, and he was already contacting, because there was an email flow, contacting his academic people to spin a web that this came from nature. He knew all of that, Steve, and now why that matters is that he had just come clean right then and said that thing came from the lab and we were able to put pressure on the communist Chinese to give us the genome sequence we would have got a vaccine possibly that actually worked instead yes. it kills people now. And that's on Fauci. And for these 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 people at the New York Times okay. who have no conscience yeah. To get, throw softball interviews at these Hang people on. and let okay. him spin his way Na- out of this. Na- Natalie wrong. Winters, you have done more than probably any person with Raheem Gassama National Pulse in our war room to focus on Fauci at the time of what was said and what was reality and what we know reality. To Peter's point, when I read this interview, it's not just what a monster at what scale he's a monster at. It is that the paper of record of this country is literally going to be the pulling guard for this guy. They're going to be the Praetorian guard around Fauci. The two sides are now defined. Give me a minute on that. We're going to hold you through the break. But just the the, 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 he is such a pathological liar at so many levels. And he ain't backing off a bit. And the mainstream media knows they're so far in. They're going to protect him. Natalie Winters. He's so evil, and and although I like to talk, I'll let Anthony Fauci speak because there's a wonderful quote that I think really speaks to his mindset throughout this whole pandemic. He said, in speaking about vaccines, you had people who were on the fence about getting vaccinated thinking, why are they forcing me to do this? And that sometimes beautiful independent streak in our country becomes counterproductive. 
In other words, Anthony Fauci has never, ever, ever Jesus. supported freedom. And I think this global health movement, the Bill Gates's of the world, it's antithetical to American values of freedom and liberty. Natalie, hang on for a second. We're going to take a short commercial break. Natalie Winters, uh, our co-host, and uh, did a great job last night hosting the show. Uh, also one of the top investigative reporters around. This thing with Fauci, I'm telling you, is is sick and evil. And has such- Let's not bury the lead there. The House of Representatives means to hold that guy accountable. Back in a moment. Get him on the stand. Now. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand. And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. Arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, we're putting up stuff on Getter. We're doing live. Uh, uh, we're doing live uh, streams all the time. We did uh, Rudy the other night with Carrie Lake. And myself, we'll be doing a lot more. I think we did Royce White last night. We're turning that into a real, a real channel, a real alternative that you can go and get some of your favorite people here in the war room. I want to get back to Natalie. I, I think we have to have, and I want people to read the brownstone and then the cut through. I need this audience to read the New York Times interview. You must do that. So make that another homework assignment. And start with Brownstone and Jeffrey Tucker. He is a monster at a scale I think is tough for this country to actually handle. And the fact that he was so powerful for so many years in the, one of the major institutions in our government is shocking. I believe we're going to need a Truth and Reconciliation Commission. I think that the reason that, that – and I keep talking about Kennedy, Robert Kennedy Jr., because of the book. And we sold 750,000 copies of the book here. They sold a million and a half overall, a book that's the size of four phone books on Fauci, and people get there, and it's not particularly accessible. People, it's like a novel. They're flipping pages. I know so many people that have never taken a biology course in life that read this book. We need, and you dealt with Fauci. You know the type of monster we're dealing with. You know the type of lies and misrepresentations that he told President Trump on a daily basis. This guy has got to be brought to account. I, Give me I, your 30 I, seconds. Yeah, I, I had the solution in my hand. I wrote a presidential executive order. 
that would have held China accountable to get to the origins of okay, the virus. Okay, where is that? Do I have a signed copy of that? I wrote that executive. It's in the Don't, Taking Back Trump's America. I know book, this. Right? And, and why Cutlow is it not signed? And Mnuchin killed it because they were afraid if we were tough on China, somehow that would cost us the election. When it was just, yeah, it was like just stupid. But my point is that in the course of that investigation with an independent commission, presidential commission, which, you know, we have the Kennedy assassination, Pearl Harbor, all sorts of stuff, we would have nailed Tony Fauci. There was nowhere to run, nowhere to hide because his agency funded the gain of research function Hold that created Hold that it. virus or N at least gave them Natalie, the technology. Natalie to Winters the virus. is telling us now they did all the things in Ukraine and they're in the Sudan. We got these warlords fighting. We got a bioweapons lab in the Sudan. Natalie Winters, you're, and we're going to well, talk about what you're going to be doing in the future, but this is the t you're the tip of the spear here. What, how do we hold Tony Fauci, this monster, accountable, ma'am? Well, this article juxtaposed with the deposition that Anthony Fauci gave is very, very, very stark. Because if people remember, the only thing he could really say when he was being questioned under the penalty of perjury was, I don't remember. Meanwhile, the New York Times, he can wax on for paragraph after paragraph talking about all the great decisions he made. But I think this is a perfect example where the right can uh, use the left's tactics of lawfare when we talk about how we want AGs to go after the Clintons, uh, just like they're going after Trump. Let's go after Fauci. I mean, the left has basically used COVID-19 to put out all these white papers and blueprints and strategy sessions. That's, the, that's what really birthed this pandemic treaty in the first place. That's why the WHO is pushing this. So I think the right needs to do what the left has done, come to obviously a very different conclusion, um, but actually have some sort of special commission where we dig into not just Fauci, but his wife, his kids and everyone, because the conflicts of interest really do exist there. It's not conspiracy theory. It's not disinformation. I wish it were. Let me, you, you're seeing, look, and people, they're working on a million and one things up there, but you've seen the weaponization of government committee and judiciary with what they did in New York and other places. You've seen oversight with Comer and people trying to make an effort and know they're trying to hire staff. But given that we're dealing with monsters, this is my point. The Republicans come in and they're decent people and they play by the rules and they have a certain mindset of how they were raised and how they think government works, et cetera. It's not what these people think. And this is why I need people to read yeah. The Brownstone Institute, it, 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 we'll put up on, on the site some of Natalie Winter's analysis and just read the New York Times piece and then compare it. Yes, we'll, we'll put the articles up by his deposition. He's a monster. You, you know, how do, you, how do normal people deal with monsters? How does Comer, how does oversight, how does a subcommittee that MTG's on, how does judiciary, how, did this, how do you deal with this? Is not, they this, all walk free. Brenner. Brenner. Right? The Russia hoax, Hunter Biden, all you know, just selling this country down the road. Tony Fauci. It's the, the bigger problem here is is the corporate media controlled by the corporations that want to send I think jobs the, offshore, I think the, open up our borders. The, the, and, the, and, the problem and, and, we have is we don't have 500 Natalie winners right now. That's the problem. We don't have fighters who won't back down and say this we're is what we're going to do. We're not playing Smash Mouth. We're not playing. And so, Natalie, I got, I got two here minutes they're, they're here. Give me your assessment. Mouth. How do we do this? AI advancement, you may be able to get 500 of me, but they might be used for, for evil and not good. <laughs> but, uh, oh, that's scary. <laughs> I think that. Uh, I, uh, I think we have a lot of congressmen on this show, but I haven't seen the fire on the hill 
we need Anthony Fauci sitting there and testifying because when he is under the penalty of perjury, what he says is a lot different than this BS that's printed in the New York Times. And that's how you actually get indictments and actual legal ramifications. And frankly, I know we have the COVID commission and the China commission and the weaponization and that's all great. But I don't know why there's not a Fauci committee because we need to make an example out of him. There's no amnesty for someone who really destroyed this country all the way from the vaccines to the mask mandates. He's going to be quiet on this. How do people how do people get to you, social media and the site and all the work you're putting up, uh, Natalie? Of course, Natalie G. Winters on all platforms and make sure you go to warroom.org and sign up for the newsletter. We're putting exclusive content up now. We got Joe Allen putting exclusive content up. Um, ben Harnwell. Natalie's cracking the whip. So it's exclusive content. Make sure you sign up and get it every day. Thank you, Natalie Winters. I know you got a lot you're working on. Look forward to seeing you. Some big changes we're putting Natalie at the tip of the spear. So we got some announcements next for you. Um, Charlie Kirk's next. Thank you for doing this. Admiral, always a pleasure. And, and, and thank you for letting me have. Thank you. Thank you for letting me have. Thank you. Thank you for. Thank you. Let me have the mic. It's all good. Fantastic. One more time, the Substack. Help oh yeah. Get Nate, thank you, sir. Peter Navarro. Dot Peter Navarro. Dot Trying to provide the best we can to the war room. And I appreciate you not rolling the things up and, and showing the gun show too much in my face today. We didn't so, mention Tony Fauci's worst pitch ever for, for an opening pitch in a, a game. That, that's the difference between the bit of the gas. He's, His ego and that pitch. Stop. Just he, watch that pitch. For, for a guy that said he's a shortstop yeah. in high school, is ridiculous. Never threw a baseball in his life. Absurd. Okay, Dr. Navarro, thank you very much for co-hosting. Uh, we're going to be back at 5 o'clock. In fact, Monica Crowley is going to be riding shotgun with me in the first hour. See you back here at 5 to 7. Stick around for Charlie Kirk. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. Dot com All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% off 
of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 